Welcome to the Wellness is One podcast. This is a place where we explore different aspects of wellness in the physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental spheres with other leaders and practitioners in the broad landscape of well-being. This is also a way to bridge and connect people as well as find more ways to support our wellness toolkits individually and as a community. Today, we welcome a leader in the field of education, which is a realm of wellness that isn't always identified as such. Education and resources based on, based on education, or lack thereof, has great bearing on individual and community well-being. For underserved populations, the lack of resources and knowledge of what is possible can be even more precarious and damaging. to welcome a leader in the field of education who we're speaking to right now, uh, Bielka Oy. Um, and the education is this realm of wellness that isn't always identified as such, as we were sort of talking about um, earlier too. Mm-hmm. Ed- yeah. So like education and resources based on education or lack thereof has uh, um, a lot of bearing on individual and community well-being. So for underserved populations, like we've talked about and you've spoken before, the lack of resources and knowledge of what is possible can even be more precarious and damaging. So I'm going to also um, just say a little bit about who, who you are, and then maybe you'll get to speak a little bit about your background with some of the questions that we have. Um, so you're, uh, you're the creator of the Vielka, Vielka Oi Consulting and the creator of the Bridge to College app, uh, which is, um, I, as I was looking at, the forefront of creating opportunity and space for underserved youth to thrive in middle, high school, and college. And um, you, Vielka has a BS in social studies education from New York University, an MA in at UC Berkeley and most of her doctorate doctorate at UC Berkeley in the African diaspora studies. So you're, Oh, I just realized I didn't notice that before. My master's is from UCLA. It's Ah! not, I never noticed that. That's awesome. That's good to know. Yeah. I was, (laughs) I had thought you went to UCLA, but I was like, maybe that I just never, I, maybe I had gotten that wrong. No worry. No worry. (laughs) All right. Good. But we got that clear. (laughs) It's awesome. Berkeley, Berkeley and UCLA are having it out right now. All right. So, um, (laughs) and you also work as a program associate and specialist in educational technologies, the graduate school of education at Stanford university. Yeah. And, and then the last piece that we are looking at, not really the last piece, but a really important piece too, is that you are Afro, you identify as Afro-Latina and a first generation college student, which plays a big piece into, you know, your story of how you are got to this place of how you're doing it and why you see it to be so important and your overall wellness, um, as a, as an individual and in your community too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you want to speak a little bit? Uh, then about your background and how you see access to resources and possibility in education as an aspect of this wellness and well-being and just sort of the the bigger picture of what it means to be, especially in the United States? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been um, teaching for about 20 years. I I always count my my student teaching in that. And I started, I did that when I was pretty young. I was 20 years Mm -hmm. old at that time. And, um, and it's been in, in various settings. So I was in the Peace Corps and I taught English in Eastern Europe in the former Soviet Union for a while and then came back to the U.S. and have taught in public, private, middle and high schools and universities um, all over the country, some urban settings, some suburban. Um, 
And, but I'll say like most of the time they've been in really um, high need settings. Um, there, um, when I, um, there was a time when I was shifting from working in private education back into public schools. Um, and you notice um, pretty quickly that the, the real difference is how we sort of talk about um, opportunity and life chances and possibility in the, in those affluent settings versus in the public school settings. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, when, um, and, and of course this is something I found, um, for myself, but when you sort of message around possibility and opportunity and, and, um, agency, I'll say, um, and, and changing, uh, life chances, you, you get totally different outcomes from people, you know? So, yeah. Um, the, I don't have to tell you to show up here every day because you know, for example, like how far this one action will get you. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, um, so I, I look at education as, um, it's an, an accessible way, sometimes not accessible as, as we found, um, to mm-hmm. manipulate and maneuver around those access points. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so in terms of wellness, I think if, if you see opportunity and, and your um, ability to access those opportunities, then you proceed in that way, right? Um, if, yeah. If you don't see a, a way out, then, then you act and behave as though there isn't a way out. <laughs> right. Which creates, yeah. I mean, that creates all kinds of um, physical and emotional and right. mental and spiritual issues, right, for people. I mean, if you're, if you have this, um, there's an awareness that there could be something and you're seeing something. And even sometimes you may not always see something, but there's something in you saying <laughs> that you could do more, yeah. but there's nothing showing that or mirroring right. that or offering that. Right. It creates um, a lot of uh of, uh, issues for people, um, right. on lots of different levels. Yeah. Right. Right. And that that's what you are seeing, we've seen and, um, and that you're trying to address. Right. 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 Yeah. I can say personally, um, um, for me, you know, I'm, I'm a single mom, I identify as Afro-Latina, as you said, and, mm-hmm. um, and I, with the two businesses and then I actually work more yeah. than full-time at Stanford, they're, um, it's stressful. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> the, the short so version. Might be an understatement. Exactly. <laughs> and um, there was a time that, so I, I feel like in terms of my mental health, like there, um, it's mm-hmm. already precarious, you know, like mm-hmm. and a lot, mm-hmm. there's very little that um, could happen to sort of tip it. And uh, some years ago, there was something that did happen in my personal relationship that brought it like way over the edge and I had Mm -hmm. to do a tremendous amount of work um Mm -hmm. you know I always sort of joke about it like Stanford isn't uh well I don't know if I should say this but they they give us a lot of perks (laughs) to (laughs) sort of accommodate a lack of something else so they and and so we have access to nutritionists wellness coaches therapists Mm -hmm. and and I asked I accessed all of them and I think the Mm -hmm. the the biggest thing I learned through that process and from years of that um, actually is 
yes, this is stressful <laughs> to your mm-hmm. life. Um, and you just have to learn to, um, um, work through it and we'll Mm -hmm. work on the ways to work through it because there, there there's something better that you're working towards that you can, that you can do. Um, but the, the thought that I was capable of doing something better was super hard to get to, especially after that, that thing happened. Yes. Uh, Which, you know, as we're, we were looking, what we're, we're kind of looking at is when you, that, and that was you being in a place you'd had um, uh, opportunities, right? And you've mm-hmm. been around that, but and, and then you actually then had access to that. Mm-hmm. But until that um, point, it could still feel, for, and this is the case for a lot of people, right? But right. then if you add on all the other pieces, we, if we look at all those, dif- those different aspects of, you know, um, and, uh, and we'll get to the underserved part, if mm-hmm. you're in that space, it's even harder to know that that's that's possible. And there's tons of, you know, studies and information about the physical and emotional and mental stress, um, you know, of, of having, you know, being in a, in a world where you don't have these access points. Right. Right. Um, so, so the idea of, um, you, you know, doing this work for you, because yep. you, you know you need to infer for your for your child, and then looking at that and saying, okay, well then what what can I do next to open these doors and create this opportunity and be that uh, light up the path, right, if right. you will, um, right. so that everybody gets a benefit and really benefit like on all in all these different in different ways, so then they can contribute Correct. to to the community and and that right. So um, so then you know in terms of maybe it would be helpful if you could also. Uh, um, look at if you could tell us a little bit about the the way you term um, your your definition mm-hmm. of underserved, mm-hmm. and then and you gave us a little bit of idea of how you created the group, um, and that you're can still you know really continuing to lead lead the way and create all these spaces, whether you're in the actual classroom or you know where wherever you are, it's you're opening that up. Yeah. So, but um, what had you um, move in that direction of creating the group? And then that you kind of alluded to it, but if you could go in a little bit more about that, that would be great. Okay. So um, first, um, when I think about underserved students, I think about folks who for the, a very long list of reasons don't have the same um, um, access to it, keep using that word access to these opportunities yes. as other people. So it, it, it varies at points, but the list can be long. So um I think about low-income first-gen students, students of color, migrant students, but in some spaces, I think about girls who are interested in STEAM fields, science and engineering, math and tech. And then I also think about public school students. Um, you know, the the largest um, sort of learning in that space is you, you, the imperative of, of public schools is to get you a high school diploma. It is not to get you a college degree. It, if you happen to go that far, that's great, but it's on you, you know, and right. it's, a, it's a much different um, set of, of, of uh, preparation that goes into the other piece. Um, and expectations, I would maybe even yep. venture to, right? Yep, yep, <clears throat> yep. absolutely. Um, I um, actually started the business out of necessity, um, the first business, the consultancy, mm-hmm. um, because I was back in the classroom after um, an absence, I would say. I was in, I was in administration for a while, which mm-hmm. is soul-sucking on its own. Um, but I was back in the classroom. and um, But this time I was a single mom. And I was in mm. the Bay Area. You know, I think 
Right. Um, we, you see uh, teachers going on strike all the time. I think Oakland is preparing. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so I need to supplement my income. And so I, I realized there's these, these pieces that the private schools are doing that the public schools can do. And, and five of them that are most critical, in my opinion, and just if we could just scale those and deliver those to, these, to the um, students that I work with, what could happen, right? And so yeah. we got some press attention, and that meant, and that was the other necessity piece, we had to, to um, scale it even more by creating, mm-hmm. by using technology in an app. And, and mm-hmm. I kind of joke about it. I mean, we're in the Bay Area. The best game in town is <laughs> you better learn how to code, like, now. <laughs> and so that, that was uh, getting, in on to, to, getting into technology was, uh, was a no-brainer, I think. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, that's all right. I, I didn't actually get to even hear it. So, um, hmm. And we, uh, we, that was one actually reason weren't, that we had to leave the Bay Area as well. I mean, yeah. it was just really clear that it was yeah. pretty hard to, um, you can't, to make a living. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, it's, it's a great, I, and I actually ended up moving to San Francisco. Like, it's, a, it's one mm-hmm. of the best cities in, in the world, but mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, the, the cost is incredible. And, but what makes right. me sort of mad about it is, you know, these sort of advertisings for, well, if uh, drive for Uber, you can make a living. And you're like, no, that's not the case. So I also, right. um, and this is part of what, if I can get on my soapbox about the app too. I, yes, please. be upset when people have these sort of mis, um, mis, uh, alignment with opportunities. So mm-hmm. when people mm-hmm. say, oh, sure, you can make a living just deliver for DoorDash and you're like, that's not coming close. And, but you sort of providing this illusion um, makes things worse. I think with college, what I was finding um, and the first piece of information that we sort of are guided from, um, including in what I was saying are these like pieces at the private schools. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is not all colleges graduate students on time. And, And the reality is, we only right. there is about two hundred out of the forty two hundred in this country that graduate students on time. I right. can easily say to students, and this is what a lot of people do, oh just do this. Oh just go to community college. Oh just go to this school that has, you know, a crazy high admissions rate, but barely graduate students. And one of the worst ones here in California um only graduates five percent of its students on time. But but they will still send you the bill. Right, right. <laughs> no problem. Yes, <laughs> charging you that full tuition. Right? Yes. And so, and then, and then, um, the the one I'm thinking about, what's well, most fascinating, it's it's like 80 percent black and brown students, right? And so, mm. we're like, oh wait, yeah, I get to go to college, when but the overwhelming ra- reality is, you're not going to graduate, and it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the structures within the the college. So for us, that's we, so huge to mm-hmm. be aware of. But a lot, as you're pointing out, a lot of people don't know. Right, right. Yeah. And so that's the first premise that we work on with the mm-hmm. consultancy and then with the app. So we're not, if, you know, these, these for-profit universities disguising themselves as, as, mm. as the regular ones we don't mess with. But so then what happens is the schools that we do mess with, right, are, are um, in some cases big name schools, 
right? So Mm -hmm. we might be talking about schools that some people have never heard of, but are great schools, like something like Gonzaga or, right. um, But we're also talking about Stanford, Harvard, Yale. And so Mm -hmm. um, the next thing we we deal with, and and this is a huge aspect of, of wellness is telling kids, you can go there. And right. you and you can have this paid for for you. Um, right. And um, so we, when we have uh, students who work with us and, and through the app and they're like, I, I've been admitted to MIT and you're like, and, and they're paying for me to go. Correct. So then, <laughs> so then <laughs> but but the messaging they've received all along mm-hmm. is so different. And so you, and I so I think one of the happiest things that I see in work in doing what I do is that transformation within students where they're like, mm-hmm. man, I'm going to Columbia. They're paying for me. You know, like this, yes. You know, I mean, that's a game changer. Yep. Yep. On lots of different levels. Right. Yep. I mean, you just took someone who's maybe going from like is not not well. I mean, is not right. in their in, in their element, not getting to know knowing they don't get to be their full potential, seeing that on lots of different levels within their being and then get to have a totally different experience, a direct experience of what is actually possible for them. Right. For real. Right. You know, right. and what what they are, what they can actually that they are agents of change. Right. Too. Right. Right. That's huge. I mean, right. that, yeah, mm. mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. And, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, so, and that actually, so you were, I know, and I, um, I know you, I am aware, like, you know, when you were talking about the five different pieces that you can't really go into all of them because it would be really most, that's most the secret sauce. Yeah. That's right. People <laughs> need to come talk to you, which we're going to look at the end and yeah. they need to check out the app too. Right. But, right. but do you even have the idea of these are some, there's, there's, there's like at least five different or five main things that you right. focus on and to give then thank you so much for giving us a little bit of some of what you're looking at and especially the paradigm shift, right? Right. right. That you're really focusing at changing that paradigm shift for them and their families and right that, and, and then the larger community. Right. So, um, and you had mentioned, um, and you were saying this is, you know, some of the things that you love about. It. And I was wondering if there was knowing that we've got, you know, confidentiality and all that mm-hmm. for, for your clients, if you can think of um, one uh, um, uh, one that really spoke to you, you had, and you mentioned a little a one, before, mm-hmm. you know, earlier mm-hmm. um, of what you one that you're kind of that you've been working on and that um, and that you're that has really that really spoke to you as well. Yeah. So we look at um, college fit in three boxes. So academic, financial, and social. And right now um, we are piloting more of the social fit on the app. And that that mm. came out of, um, which is also not to really hype us up, but the huge distinction. I think most people yeah. do the academic part bad, and then they only focus on the financial, and they do that bad. But absolutely no one does the, the social piece. Which is a huge, huge, huge piece. Huge piece. Yes. So um, for that, there were two conversations I had. And one of them happens to be um, the one that really still sticks in my head. So there mm. was a parent that contacted me from um, a reservation in Oklahoma. And she said um, she found um, me from the something I wrote for the Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and it was about, I think it was a, a piece on why um, students of color should go to college. And she talked about her daughter, who happened to be like this um, math phenom, who 
by the 10th grade had taken all the physics and calculus classes available at the high school and, and around. So they've, they maxed her out basically by the 10th grade. Um, But the best job that she could get on, on the res was a waitress at a diner. And her mom was like, I know there's something better, but I can't, I don't know what it is. And so her daughter being the, the genius that she was, was kind of like, um, I might as well drop out now and start waiting tables. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> don't do that. Um, but, but when we looked at her, she blew the SAT out of the water. Yep. Like it was, she wasn't playing with that stuff. So, no. um, so then what happened was when we matched her, um, especially with some of the, the funding available for, um, for um, indigenous um, students the she was matched to MIT like all these great places to do computer mm-hmm. science but then then the thought becomes is that the place for yes. somebody who's never even heard of college <laughs> um, never been off the reservation um, is that the place for them to go um, and mm-hmm. where they can thrive mentally and um, as well because what we find yes. especially for underserved students is um, the reasons they drop out of college, like uh, I should have mentioned earlier, our goal isn't to get you in, it's to get you out. Mm-hmm. So the reason they drop out of college, and it's usually early, has more to do with these social reasons than yes. it has to do with um, the academic and even the financial. Um, so, um, so the thing we're trying to build is uh, this piece, and, and maybe we'll find that technology can't do it, but mm. it's how can we sort of match these social pieces such as um, what the student has mm-hmm. or the concerns that this family has um, in, in finding the right fit as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, um, and even, you know, like you were pointing to the how to support them as they're going through. I mean, that's the piece you, yeah. it sounds like you guys are really working on as well that you, yep. you, you brought, you put in there of it's not just the academic mm-hmm. support that they may need, but um, even with the paradigm shift of like, Oh my gosh, Columbia is paying first, you know, yep. that it's, it's, and, and it's amazing. And you're going to, people still need support through that paradigm Correct. shift because the pull right uh, to, to go back to what is familiar. Right. And comfortable, and especially in the face of a lot of microaggressions or, you know, various different things that are going on, sometimes not so micro, right, but, you right. know, just like it's, um, you know, is, is pretty, is a pretty intense thing. And to be the first Correct. also yeah. mm-hmm. um, can be a really uh, um, in your family or in your community or what, 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 or, or of not of many around, you know, yeah. can um, be really challenging <clears throat> and to be able to have the support that's needed to continue to move through something. um, So for, yeah, it's formidable. I mean, really, you know, and exciting, but it can, we, you know, our, as human beings can tip towards more towards the, the fear part, you know, we're sort of wired for that. So um, to be able to keep, you know, managing that and, um, and the stress of, you know, as you were pointing to not always having, um, uh, a space to be able to work with it, um, yep. you know, yep. and, and yep. make it more culturally um, 
a cultural match even so with with the ma- you know with the talking because you know not everybody there's a there's a cultural um as you were pointing to too of you know when you're talking to someone can do they understand my experience right right can, and right. then they can even they are they willing to try and understand my experience right right we had um, a student she's at harvard now and it came down to deciding between harvard and columbia she's a she's a black woman mm-hmm. and um and we the conversation we had was where do you think that you will thrive as a black woman and we kind of joked mm-hmm. we're like girl you can be there when malia's there so you'll be all right um but she <laughs> but she really went in with this when she went to visit with this lens of where will i thrive as a woman of color um, yes. more so than the other and i've also had former students like i i, I think of these images of a student we had um, a former student of mine at tufts in her baile folklorical outfit in the in the deep snow like dancing mm. her ass off and you're like that's a very specific type of student who will thrive and do something like that there mm-hmm. you know versus other students who um found a niche or sort of blended at different universities like Pomona or Berkeley or those sort of things. But mm-hmm. it, it's, I, and it's also part of the, the joy in what we do as well as like helping students to identify who they are on that level yes. um, and then finding the match. So we'll That's see great. If, the, if the tech can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and you guys will get to keep, keep um, playing with that. But the yeah. idea that the, the fact that it's there and that you're looking at it and holding the space for that is huge. Cause there aren't a lot of schools, um, schools and, um, or, uh, organizations like yours right. that are, that are, that see this as a necessity, right? That this isn't just a luxury. Right. This is a necessity, Right. Um, and that we really need to, and as you said, you just had to keep, you know, scaling it to make, to, to, de- to deal with other people saying, yes, this is a necessity and we need it. And you dealing with that kind of demand. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a whole, right. So and that right. again, you taking right. care of you through that also, um, as well as the, as the people you're working with. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank for, you. For what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. So then, and was there anything last, any last piece before we find, um, we talk about how people can find you that you think would be important to say? Uh, or that uh, we didn't admit, that we didn't hit? I think we got it all. Yeah. Okay. Well, and hopefully I, it would be great at some point to have you back on. So we yeah. can, you know, see where, where you guys are. Yeah. Um, and maybe even a student, um, uh, you know, a client of yours, if they wanted to speak oh, on yeah. it too, that would be, that'd be super fun. Yep. So, so how do people, uh, find you and get in touch with you? I mean, th- if you can give the website maybe and, mm-hmm. um, and your email and like all that. Yeah. So and the uh, app, so the consultancy website is my name. So vialkaoy.co, V-I-E-L-K-A-H-O-Y.co. And then you can email us at hello at vialkaoy.co. <laughs> um, the the nice. website for the, the, the app is a web app. Um, so it's bridge to college.co. And the same thing, if you wanted to email, you could do hello at bridge to college.co. Um, we are gearing up to do the pilot. So if you are a school leader, if you go to school, actually, <laughs> it doesn't even have to be that, that large um, and you're in, um, and it's uh, middle or high school, um, please contact us there too. And we're doing the pilot for free. Everything within that's part of the pilot is free. And we're looking to um, work with as many schools as we can to, to flush out those, those pieces. So that would be um, 
again, hello at bridge to college.co. Awesome. Much Yucca for, for, um, doing this yeah, and doing your work and being like this just blazing light. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.